0: so i've got a question for you i'd like you to come to the lab with me first imagine yourself as an apprentice working alongside thomas edison during his 1000 attempts at inventing the light bulb you might have found yourself in the midst of edison's relentless energy perhaps even helping him to conduct some part of the experiment now tell me would you have been irritated by its persistence or considered it a profound learning experience? Hey, it's Sergi and this is the grandfather Experience. Hey. Given the benefit of hindsight and understanding the monumental impact of Edison's work, you might agree that it's a lifetime learning opportunity. However, it's possible to perceive such individuals as overly obsessive or demanding, in short, assholes. Although many people yearn to be part of something this groundbreaking or special, they often struggle to fully comprehend the sacrifice that is required. Stories about Apple and its behind-the-scenes dynamic have always intrigued me, particularly the person of Steve Jobs and how he built what he built. From movies to books, interviews, articles and other forms of media, it's become very popular that Steve Jobs was such a difficult person to work with. And even his partner Steve Wozniak sometimes echoed the same sentiment. But contrary to this popular narrative some colleagues like johnny ive who worked closely with jobs offer alternative perspective suggesting that job's approach might have been justified even if it robbed some the wrong way was he really misunderstood as johnny ive argues or is just painting a positive image of his close friend and boss regardless of which side you lean towards one thing is clear Working alongside a visionary like Jobs was not a typical work experience and it impacted on people in various ways, emotionally, psychologically and otherwise. This reminds me of a chapter in Tony Fadell's book Build, where he introduced the concept of assholes to describe leaders or bosses that are often difficult to work with. Tony established that there are two breeds of assholes the constructive and destructive. And the major distinction between these two is the motivation for their behavior. One is driven by crystal clear vision, while the other is driven by their ego. The former demands excellence due to an unwavering commitment to a mission and an obsessive attention to detail, while the latter seeks to validate their superiority over others. This made so much sense to me because I felt this way many times when leading different teams. I've sometimes felt like I'm being overbearing and that has made me question myself sometimes. But with time, I've come to realize that I'm not alone as many other founders and CEOs relate to this. You genuinely want to be good and you want to treat people right, but you also have expectations. If they are not able to live up to these expectations or at least attempt to level up, everything you're trying to do with them would ultimately fall short. Tony Fadal being a significant figure behind many of Apple's early innovations like the iPod and having worked closely with Steve Jobs argues that Jobs was driven by a clear vision he wasn't willing to compromise on. Although his personality and at times mood also contributed to his approach to dealing with his colleagues, he deeply cared more about the work. There are several examples of such leaders. A present-day example is Elon Musk. It's clear that he's got the work ethic of a beaver. Elon has also been described as difficult and rash in his decision. Considering that he sometimes doesn't favour what most people want to expect but rather what he most considers necessary or effective in getting the outcome desired. desires twitter being a classic case study be a yardstick for excellence some people are not used to an environment where excellence is expected This remains my favorite quote from Steve Jobs. Excellence often finds itself at odds with popular opinion. Why? Because we as humans are creatures of comfort. We gravitate towards what's easy and what's familiar. Yet, when thrust into unfamiliar territories, our reactions vary significantly. Most people would simply run at the slightest inconvenience, while a few others might withstand the discomfort and see things through. For those truly devoted to their vision, the pursuit of excellence places heavy demands on them. Imagine striving for a goal that already feels out of reach and then facing additional challenges from uncooperative peers. It's a test of patience for any leader. Gaining mastery over emotions, building relationships, and developing self awareness offer great strength to any leader, but in such high pressure environments, The primary objective isn't always about being the most loved human or ensuring everyone's comfort. It's about the end goal. However, treating people right isn't just a moral imperative, it's also a means to achieving that goal. Everything circles back to the vision and often it's the visionary who charts the course, bridging the gap between the present and the future, crafting what was once deemed impossible. We fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. One of my favorite corporate governance and strategy articles was written by David Meister. In this article, Preconditions for Strategy, David Meister elaborated on the idea of corporate culture and standards. He highlighted that there are two types of cultures, the tolerant and the intolerant culture. A tolerant culture might emphasize understanding and patience. But in contrast, an intolerant culture has a sharp focus on standards and may not be forgiving on deviations. Their relentless pursuit for excellence will often push people out of their comfort zones. This very well captures the essence of this sort of environment. The visionary's challenge is to maintain this high standard without sacrificing the humanity of his people. Achieving this balance is like walking on a tightrope though these environments are demanding one thing that cannot be denied about such environment is that they are very high performing environments, and that explains the success of these types of companies while some might totally criticize this approach to work as toxic it is however undeniable that exceptional human creations such as the iphone has come from such high standard environments When you realize the tremendous amount of craftsmanship, that is significant time, talent and resources that goes into making these things, you realize that this sort of environment are not built for everybody. If you've got to be on these teams, extraordinary efforts will be required of you. And just as the founder is a relentless servant of the mission, by extension, similar would be expected of you. We all yearn for greatness, and that's simply a desire to do something that's beyond us, no matter how big or small. Greatness often requires extraordinary sacrifice and commitment, sometimes at the detriment of other important things. In life, everything you want comes at the cost of another. It is therefore imperative to know what to negotiate and understand the trade-offs to make in the process. To embark on the journey of creating something revolutionary, sacrifices are inevitable. This might sometimes come at the expense of health, relationship or well-being. The balance here is to become a voluntary slave of your pursuit by embracing the suffering that comes along with it. This makes the journey much easier when your pursuit is purposeful. Remember, he who knows their why can bear almost any how. So here are things that you can take from my rant. First, for visionary leaders, that's those that those are the aims of organizations or brands, it's paramount to inspire an understanding of the mission. Engaging, passionate, brilliant individuals who resonate with your vision can make the journey smoother. However, it's a crucial part of your job to ensure that the journey is worth it for all the sacrifices made. Remember. You don't build business; you build people. So cultivate an environment where character shines when challenges arise. Secondly, for followers or team members of such high-performing environment, learn to be true. Recognize the immense opportunity for personal growth and development that lies before you when working with this kind of leaders. Embrace the discomfort of growth. And let it mold you but remember growth isn't a one-way street push not only on yourself but also those around you including your leaders in this mutual pursuit for excellence we elevate each other ensuring that greatness isn't just pursued but achieved in conclusion the path to excellence is littered with challenges sacrifices and hard decisions for visionaries, it's about finding the balance between relentless pursuit and empathy. After all, in the words of Joseph Murillo, the challenges of leadership and the quest for excellence resemble fighting a battle. Therefore, the key lies in clear communication, shared vision, and mutual respect. Thank you so much for listening till the end. As I gear up for the next season of my podcast, I invite you to be part of it. If you know a visionary leader who would make a compelling guest, please send your recommendations my way. If you've also enjoyed this episode, kindly write a review and give me a 5 star on iTunes so others can find it. Until next time, take care and speak soon.